0: The What I Watch Tonight Show Good morning, afternoon or evening, wherever you are in the world Welcome to the What I Watch Tonight Show My name is Matt Hudson and I am the man behind the site whatiwatchtonight.co.uk In these episodes I will be chatting with a guest that specialises in movie reviewing or critiquing uh, and put some of our hand-picked questions to them. Talking to movies uh, and giving them a chance to talk about the work that they do. So on today's show, I'm delighted to say we have Shona Hardin of com. Shona, how are you doing?
1: I'm good, thank you. How are you?
0: Uh, I'm well. It's a nice, clear day. It's sun- I like Sunday mornings. Um, I don't like Sunday evening, but I like Sunday <laughs> mornings. So I'm in a good mood. Ah, oh,
1: that's good. Yeah, it's lovely and sunny here too.
0: Whereabouts are you calling from?
1: Um, I'm from a county called Wiltshire.
0: Nice, I know I know Wiltshire.
1: Yes, southwest.
0: <laughs> no, where where about in Wiltshire?
1: Um, it's near um Bath, if you know Bath. Yes,
0: I know. I've, I've, I have I've not been there for a long time. I went there when I was small to the uh to the Roman bath, I think.
1: Yes, yes, brilliant there.
0: Yes, I haven't been there for a while, but um so aside from movies, what does a day in the life of Shona look like?
1: Um, well I have my nine to five job, which is quite um simple. I do emails for a big company. Okay. I'm the one who sends out all the 20% off um, sort of You're offers. You're that person, are I? Yes, I'm that person. <laughs> and um, then I will come home, have dinner, watch either a TV show or a movie, and just hang out, really.
0: <laughs> nice. Um, and I know you were very active with your site and on social media. Um, yep. Can you give just some more info about the site, its content, and what gave you the inspiration to basically go ahead and start reviewing?
1: Yep. So um, it was my second year of university and I realized I had a lot of time on my hands. So I thought, oh, I'll just start a blog just for a bit of fun. And back then it was a bit of everything. It was under my name, shonaharding.wordpress.com. And since then, I kind of realized that film and TV was what I really had a passion for. I was doing things like beauty and fashion and food. And even though I enjoyed it, I realized I didn't enjoy it as much as um, the film and TV side. So about a year and a half ago, I decided to make it all just about film and TV, I changed its name, I bought my own URL, so I've got my own site now, and I feel a lot happier with it, and it's (laughs) something I enjoy, and people always ask me, why do you keep it up, because obviously I don't really get anything from it, like it's not a job or anything, but I say, if I didn't have my blog, I'd still talk about film and TV all the time, it just gives me an outlet to do it with people who won't get annoyed that I never shut up about it.
0: (laughs) I can can sympathise with that completely. (laughs) <laughs> but um I know that you you also um is it true you also write as well? Is that is that true yes. write movies or screenplays?
1: Yes, when I was at university I studied performance and media, which meant I did a range of different media um platforms but not a specific one, so i was a bit of a jack of all trades. Um and so at university I did script writing, radio present presen- radio presenting, TV presenting. All that sort of stuff, and um, what I really want from my blog, if I'm honest, is to find a, a movie that I really don't enjoy, write a review about it, and the director say, "Well, you do it better then." And, <laughs> yeah. then <I> do. <laughs>
0: and that's your aim, is it? Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's my aim <laughs> at the
0: end. Of it. <laughs> Have you written much in the way of screenplays or stories?
1: Um, some I when I did I did a short script which was about ten minutes long at university, yeah. as well as a ninety-minute script. And I found the short script was easier than the long, because obviously I feel like you need a lot of padding. And um, I didn't really enjoy it as much. But what I really, really do enjoy is I um, like making up short movies for music videos. Okay. So I'll find a song that I really enjoy, and then I will happily go find some people and make a music video around that song. And that's kind of my um, main, I will not say a hobby, but it's my main enjoyment at the moment is making something that is just words become pictures and a story in itself
0: that's awesome so kind of like a filmmaker
1: yeah kind of <laughs> yeah.
0: so do you think having uh do you think your experience doing the performance arts and uh obviously writing uh, f- uh films or screenplay scripts do you think that's given you an edge when it comes to writing your reviews or a, a, bit, a better insight
1: i i believe so in some ways because i can see it from the backside of it so I can look at how they've done the script. I can look at the camera angles and the cinematography in a way that some other people may not. And so while some people might sit down, watch a movie and go, that was a good movie. I'll say that was a good movie. Here's why. And I think that does give me not maybe not an edge, but just a different way of looking at things, which is a bit more unique.
0: No, that's gonna. That's, I was going to ask, what what, 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 is that what makes your reviews uh, particularly unique or is that what you bring to yours or is there anything else that you believe makes your reviews stand out
1: I think I'm very honest in my reviews I don't really uh, it'll sound rude but I don't really care about what other people think Uh, it's my blog it's my reviews it's what I think and you you've come to my blog for an opinion and I'm going to give you an honest one so I feel if I don't like a movie I'll tell you but I won't just say I don't like this movie I'll tell you why I've always got a reason as to why I don't like something I'm not one of those fanboys that just hates DC because they love Marvel
0: <laughs> sort of thing. No, you have to stick to what you believe. I read your uh, review of Black Panther recently and yeah. it's it's fair to say it flies in the face of the popular opinion, yeah, but yeah, I, I read I it. I
1: am worried about that.
0: <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, I really enjoy Black Panther, but mm. I also enjoyed reading a review from uh, somebody who didn't get the same enjoyment <laughs> as me, but yeah. crucially, didn't just say, It was a rubbish film because I didn't like it. (laughs) There was more meat on it, Um, so I thought I really appreciated the honesty there, Um, and I hope the other people who read it did as well.
1: Oh, luckily I got a few tweets when I sent out my um, promotion about it, saying, "Oh, be careful, people will come for you," and not a single person did.
0: Well, good. Well, that's That's I'm I'm quite surprised, but I'm happy about (laughs) that. Pleasantly happy about that, though.
1: Um, Yes, definitely.
0: Are there any other critics you follow, um, particularly?
1: there's one which I, I don't... This will sound really terrible as I'm a writer, but I don't really like reading much. <laughs> um, um, but there's one called um, yourmoviesucks.org. org, happy. Is a YouTuber who is... I think he's Canadian, and he likes writing, obviously, movie reviews, but he does it through YouTube. Yep. So he kind of takes clips from the movie and talks about them. And um, it's funny because he is able to really delve into things like he did a review for a movie called frozen not the disney version a different version where they were talking about how it was so cold you couldn't see the breath coming from their um, voices anymore because it was just so cold and he got onto like scientists and stuff and they were like no this is a lie (laughs) like would not happen in real life and he just goes so in depth of what he talks about and even though he is a bit pessimistic he's very um you can understand where he's coming from he
0: doesn't sugarcoat it just for the sake of it
1: exactly yeah yeah, he's very honest, and he is quite an enjoyable watch as well.
0: I haven't checked that out. I'm going to make it my mission tonight to check some of that out. Thank you.
1: It's very really good. He does long ones where he did, like, um, After Earth and Unfriended in, like, three parts, and then he also does um, short quickies yep. where he'll talk about, say, Black Panther or the new Jigsaw movie or stuff like that for, like, five, six minutes.
0: Okay, so it's accessible on the run, on the go as well.
1: Yes, yes, definitely.
0: Nice, well, I'll check that out. Um, this is a question I like asking because I generally, because it opens up my eyes sometimes to films which I may or may not have seen, but uh what movie would you say has made or has left the biggest impression on you for whatever reason?
1: Um, it was definitely The Purge Anarchy, which is the second purge movie. that um basically The Purge is about a night, twelve hours in America where all crime is legal and you can do whatever you want and it's only for these twelve hours then everything becomes illegal again in the rest of the year. And it said um, in the movie that it brings the crime rate down. Unemployment is down because people are obviously being able to commit crimes when it's legal. So they don't get in trouble instead of doing it all the time. Um, in the first one, it was more of a home invasion movie. So a guy came into a house, bought a load of purges, as they're called, to the house and they just start killing people. <laughs> Whereas in the second one, you're actually on the streets of the purge and you follow... I think it's six or seven characters, and each one has a different backstory. So you get to see how the purge um, goes into different people's lives. So there's one guy whose son was killed by a hit and run, and he wants to kill the guy who killed his son. And it's all about his um, emotional turmoil and how the people he meets along the way on the streets um, help him decide, oh, is this really what you want to do? Like, just because you can doesn't mean you should. Then there's a mother and daughter who are from the poorer side of town and they're being purged by the government because they are obviously the poorer side. They're not adding as much to the economy and stuff. so They're just being killed off, which is quite horrible. And obviously you learn a lot about them. And then there's also the love story, which is a husband and wife who are getting a divorce. And it's about how they have to work together, even though they kind of hate each other, to be able to survive the night. And there's a lot of different levels of social commentary it talks about the government and how things like even though they seem great they're not and also about how normal people can become murderers in a second just because they're allowed to it's very interesting <laughs>
0: yeah I have I've I think I've ra- uh, rated that the best of the three films um, mm. and you're right there is a there is a very unsubtle look at obviously the world today obviously, yes people- the click of a finger, or what really, what people are really like if they're pushed, if they're put against the wall, or given these kind of madcap opportunities. So, mm-hmm. what, is that is that what you took out of it the most? Is that actually it does show the ugly side of us?
1: Yes, I think it was just so honest. Like. You could tell that it was all fictional, but it was so easy to compare it to the world today. It was like, well, what if there was a purge one day? What would really happen? And
0: it's not stupid and, to think that that could actually happen. It's, cause, yeah, it's exactly. not set in a, far, in a sci-fi world or a, or a galaxy far, far away. It's set on the streets, I think, well, New York or wherever it was. So
1: Yeah. And it's set in 2022. Yeah. Exactly. So it's not even that far away. It's quite scary to think, oh, this could actually happen.
0: And, and there's a new purge film coming out in a few months, I yes. believe, as well.
1: Done. This this one will be the first purge.
0: That's right. It's a prequel, isn't it?
1: Straight back to the start, and I'm very excited for that.
0: (laughs) We'll look forward to a review of it.
1: Uh, Thank you. (laughs) Um,
0: On that note, um, what are some of your your favourite films? Your go to films? I love horror. Nice.
1: I love. um, I like things that cause a reaction or evoke some form of emotion. So I really love horrors because obviously, if you get past all the cheap jump scares and musical cues, some horrors can really delve into scary things like if you think about Get Out and stuff yes. while there were a few cheap jump scares and that um, a lot of it was about the psychology and how people can do these things and you can't trust anyone it was just very very interesting um, I'm, and I also really enjoy comedy okay. my favourite director is actually Edgar Wright I absolutely love him
0: So <laughs> I was speaking to uh, my last guest yesterday about Edgar Wright and he was—he absolutely loves all of his films from the from the Hot Fuzz trilogy, Hot Fuzz trilogy, yes. um, Baby Driver, and even and even the abandoned Ant Man script. So it's yeah. interesting to see two out of two of our great fans.
1: <laughs> I just think there's so many levels to his work. I've been watching recently on YouTube, um, like um, ten things you might have missed in Hot Fuzz, etc. And it's just the amount of detail that's there is incredible I think like you can really tell that he really enjoys it and I feel like that makes you enjoy the movie more too yeah
0: there's a lot of intelligence it's, it's it's a lot of fun but underneath that if you delve between the layers there is a lot of nuance going on and that's impressive for a comedy if I can say so
1: yeah definitely
0: um well I'm not going to argue beg, so, um, <laughs> if you could so if you could save one movie let's say the world of movies was extinguished uh, and you were told you could only watch one movie Ever what movie are you picking and why
1: I'll be honest um and it's a very, it's not a movie that I feel deserves saving but it had such a big impact on me and how I look at life um it's got to be a movie called the girl next door okay yeah which i can't remember the name of the two stars but um it's about a boy who um wants to be president one day and he's always very clean cut and very honest and does all hard work and stuff. And then a girl moves in next door and he kind of starts a relationship with her. And then it turns out that she's an adult film star.
0: <laughs> awesome.
1: It's <laughs> a bit of a change. And um basically it's about how he's trying to teach her as well, like you need to, you're better than this. Like you're really smart and intelligent and you can do so much more of your life. As well as him learning that he needs to be more fun and not so serious all the time. And underneath that as well, he's got two friends who one wants to be a filmmaker, which is really nice. And he makes a film at school, um, which is a bit weird, but it helps him learn who he is as well. And it's a lot of um, coming of age sort of motivation in that just because you're one way doesn't mean that you can't change a bit and become something brilliant. Like you're kind of holding yourself back and you need to be open to ideas to become who you really should be.
0: Oh, well, that's a good life message. Uh, I think Emil Hirsch, I think, is the guy.
1: Yes. And I
0: think yes. it's Elijah Cuthbert. Yes. Who plays yes. it? I, I, it's funny you mention that. Cause I'm I'm ninety nine point one hundred percent sure. I saw a poster for this film yesterday. Scrolling <laughs> online, I saw it and thought, I haven't seen that for I don't know how many years. That's so it's strange to bring it up, but that's a good example. And I, I like these kind of questions because again, it's not you always expect people to say. I don't know the Godfather or, yes. or Shawshank or whatever, but so it's it's nice and refreshing to hear a, a, a film being taken for that kind of personal reason, and it's a good film as well. It's fun.
1: Yes, I really like the scene where he's doing his speech when he wants to get the yes. scholarship, and he's all about um, you have to make sure that the juice is worth the squeeze. Like I still can't listen to that soundtrack without crying. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that that line itself is worth repeating. So yeah, yeah. Um but- so what um what was the last movie you watched it wasn't that was it
1: No my no. last movie I like, actually watched was um Wild Child on Netflix <laughs>
0: I haven't seen that
1: It's it's good it's very you watch it now as an adult and you're like I get why my teenage self enjoyed this but you watch it now and you're like oh they they're all a bit annoying really aren't <laughs> they
0: <laughs> <laughs> is it a is it a, what is it is it another coming-of-age uh, story or I feel I feel like I should know this one but
1: <laughs> It's about a girl who um, has she lives in Miami with her dad. Her mum recently passed, well, about 10 years ago, I think it was, or something like that. And she has gone a bit off the rails because her dad's got a new girlfriend. And so he sends her to a boarding school in England. And it's all about how she's like this proper Malibu Barbie sort of long blonde hair and has an iPhone, even though they're really new because it was a 2009 movie. <laughs> and it's all about her going to this, I think I don't know whether it's set in Scotland, I think it is. And she goes to this boarding school and she has to learn like um, that, you oh, like you don't need money and stuff to have good friends. And um, when you think that you hate somewhere, you just gotta give it time, and you might end up loving being there and stuff. So hasn't got like the most in depth storyline, but it, it's still quite enjoyable. So.
0: <laughs> so are you are you gonna are you gonna tell, tell everyone listening to go and watch Wild Child or maybe
1: I I'd say give it a go, but there are better teenage angsty movies out there that you could watch
0: <laughs> there's an awful lot coming out recently as well
1: yes yeah um
0: exactly. have you got any thoughts thoughts on the uh upcoming oscars just talking about um coming of age movies or cause I know obviously... to be
1: honest, i haven't looked into it that much this year <laughs> it was two years ago when leo won his first oscar yep that I stayed up to watch it. And in the morning of the next day, because obviously it's in America, so it stays on to like
0: 5am,
1: I was doing a live radio show. (laughs) And I was so tired. I didn't sleep the night before. I was like crying when Leo won. But it kind of worked in my favour because um, there was a point where one of our guests didn't turn up. So we just had to ad-lib for six minutes. So I just spoke about the Oscars the whole time.
0: (laughs) Bleary-eyed um still emotional just going on about leo
1: yeah literally it was (laughs) terrible so yeah this year i haven't really looked into it but um i don't know like when i look at oscar films and like the baths and stuff they're films that i don't normally go out to like find and watch they're not really my genre so when people talk about them it's normally oh they won an oscar maybe i'll check it out sort of thing rather than a I should watch this and then hope it wins Best Picture.
0: <laughs> is it because it's been nominated? Yep. That makes yep. perfect sense. Um twenty eighteen for me is a it's a stacked year for movies coming out. <laughs> uh off the top of your head, put you on the spot. Is there any that you're particularly looking forward to? We've obviously mentioned the PUD. Yes.
1: Um Infinity War.
0: Yes, that's I am um, months' time, I think. Yeah, April.
1: Very worried about that movie, I'll
0: be honest. Why? Is it
1: I feel it will be too bloated. Yep. There's going to be too many people. And the Avengers was good because there was, what, like five or six of them. But now Mm -hmm. you've literally got, I don't know, dozens of superheroes. Literally everyone. And it's just going to, I'm just worried that people will get screen time that I won't like. Like, I'll be honest, I really don't like Doctor Strange. (laughs) (laughs) I like Doctor Strange. I, I find him very boring and I just don't care for his character. And so I worry, because he was obviously in Ragnarok, that he might have quite a big part in it yes and, and and i don't want that judging because, by who
0: he's teaming up with as well by the looks of yeah, it he may also have quite a lot of time yeah
1: yeah exactly and i like say captain america and thor and iron man and if they get sidecasted a bit for doctor strange and spider-man i'll be like well i came to watch this movie for these guys and they're not even hardly in it
0: I, I'm, I'm out yeah i'm typing this up and i'm shouting about this <laughs> <laughs> i'm kind of worried because i know they're splitting over two films that they may <laughs> in order to give everyone a fair fair chance kind of yeah in the first film neglect a few people to kind yeah. of give them more of a chance in the second and almost have it as a a two part film which you need to watch as one long running long running movie because I do believe it's going to be quite bloated I'm looking yeah. forward to it I'm not, I'm not a huge 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 comic book movie fan um, just for the reason that I believe recently they just, a lot of them are coming a bit, becoming following the same formula especially DC um, yes. <laughs> don't come that way, but um, but I am looking forward to Infinity War simply because it's what the culmination of eighteen, nineteen movies, ten mm. years worth of films, mm-hmm. and basically, this, and all of these like, huge superheroes. How on earth are they going to get them to work, and how are they going to have Thanos be a compelling victim? Uh, victim, yeah. villain. <laughs> uh, victim. Exactly. <laughs> he may be a compelling victim. Villain. <laughs> it's too early still. Compelling villain. As well as setting up all the team, teamwork between the uh, superheroes, so I'm really interested in that. Is there anything else you're looking forward to?
1: Um, uh, like you said, you're not really into comic book movies, but Deadpool 2 as well.
0: <laughs> I like The thing is, I make myself sound like a right hypocrite because I really enjoyed Deadpool. I loved Black Panther. I thought Thor was great. I liked Wonder Woman. Um, mm-hmm. So, to be honest, most of the last few I enjoyed, apart from Justice League.
1: Yes. But Ugh. Deadpool,
0: sorry, carry on, yeah.
1: Deadpool, I I, I mean, I am a bit worried about that, too, because the first movie was so strong. I do want this movie to be really good as well. But usually if a a first movie is so good, usually the sequel doesn't quite match up. So I am a bit worried. But I feel like with how they're doing the marketing for the movie and the trailers and stuff, I just I think Ryan Reynolds is such a brilliant man. He's so smart and witty and he can just do brilliant things. And I just I have a lot of faith in him. So I hope it will be good. It better be good. But... <laughs>
0: <laughs> or else.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: I'm yeah. worried that it's going to become too on the nose um, uh, okay. with its sort of meta fourth wall references because it oh, works okay. in the first film. Is I it going to be too much in the second?
1: Um, with other superhero movies, though, they don't have that. So I feel right now he's quite an individual with that. But now, say, Logan was an 18. Um, I feel because they're starting to delve into more adult sort of storylines and more blood and gore and grittiness, Deadpool might get sidelined a bit because that was his unique selling point and now everyone's kind of doing it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, true. That's a very good point. I'm going to throw out a question here, which, again, like one of the ones, always makes me smile. Who's going to play you in a movie about your life? Who's going to play Shona in The Life of Harding?
1: (laughs) In The Life of Harding? um well i i don't know but there's people that i have been um um people have commented that i look like certain actors so i kind of just pulled them one out and that's gwyneth paltrow and amy adams
0: (laughs) two fantastic actresses
1: and both from superhero movies
0: (laughs) of course i yeah Yeah, you you couldn't have picked anyone worse really so
1: no no very good um (laughs)
0: obviously i've been i know you've, you do a lot of reviews i know you're active a few times a week with your, with your reviews mm-hmm. and you are very honest and i think it's yes. a fantastic trait so what's the worst movie you've reviewed
1: um i was torn between two um the first one was gay suicide squad yes because but it was mainly because there was so i was so excited for this movie the trailers looked incredibly fun i even commented on the trailer review saying you could tell that the people who made this movie enjoyed it like, you could tell that they enjoyed making it. And then that like, just didn't equal out to what you actually saw on screen. And I think it was mainly the hype that ruined that movie. If I went in just as a standard movie, I'd be like, yeah, it's a bit underwhelming, but it's not terrible. But with all the excitement around it, that definitely brought it down a few notches. Um, but then I had to also say Fifty Shades Freed.
0: <laughs> only been out for a few weeks.
1: <laughs> well, um, with my work, um, we have some connections to Fifty Shades. And so we got to see it in a private screening. And so the people I watched it with, they're all very drunk. And it was a lot of fun. And if I wasn't in, if I was in a public screening, I would have like hated it. But those people kind of made it good. So when I thought back on the actual film, I was like, God, this is so lame.
0: <laughs> so if you could give anyone any advice to watch Fifty Shades, just get steaming before you watch it and then yeah, really love it.
1: Take the myth out of everything. Just pretend it's a comedy.
0: Yeah, well, it might as well be. To do it i would be envious usually of getting those pub, um pre-screenings but not in this case i had the misfortune of seeing it in a public screening and people were giggling during it including me uh, <laughs> so i was it was about one in the afternoon and i had a great time with the movie it was it, it was abysmal but i had so much fun just la- the laughing at the awful dialogue the yeah. in of oh we, we need to put a a sex scene in somewhere i don't know put it there put it there put one there <laughs> And the two actors desperately trying to get on with each other.
1: Yes, it was so just awkward to watch. And I just hate how Fifty Shades started out as like this big, sexy, risque thing. And now she's pregnant and talking about how he's cheating on her. Like, who cares? (laughs) Yes,
0: we we haven't come here for that, guys. Come on.
1: Exactly, exactly. Uh, I want to see some sex.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, that can be the tagline for this show, I think. Thank you. Did you like the other? Did you like the other two films in the trilogy, or were they just? I've as...
1: seen the second one. I'll be honest.
0: The second's the, actually. I was going to say the second is the worst, but it's on a par with with Fifty Shades Three. The first one, Through Its Sins, I didn't think it was awful. I thought it was okay. It was mm. passable, was the best way to put it. Yeah. The second one took a massive nose dive, and by the third one, yeah, damn it, we <laughs> just want sex, guys. Come on.
1: <laughs> I liked the first one because it was true to itself. It knew what the audience wanted, and it gave it that. But yeah, there was the less
0: interference one. as well from the author, I, yeah. I read. So it, 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 whereas she kind of took a a stranglehold over the second and third one, and make to make sure it didn't deviate at all from what, from her story.
1: Oh
0: God! <laughs> That's probably why the first one was probably a bit better.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I hope, she's,
0: hope she's not listening to this. But <laughs> have, would you give any? Have you got any advice for any reviewers out there? Or
1: I would say. Do it because you want to do it. Like, don't write, like, say, when I, I'll bring up Black Panther again. Everyone on my Twitter timeline and everywhere was saying, Black Panther's brilliant, Black Panther this, Black Including Panther me. That. Exactly. And then I went to watch it and thought, oh, well, it's not that good, is it? Um, and I could have not written a review. I could have written a review and said, yeah, it's great, it's brilliant. But I didn't because that's not the truth. And I feel if you're writing your reviews to please other people, you're not doing it for yourself and you're not going to enjoy it as much and I think as long as you believe in what you're writing who cares what other people say people might come for you and say oh you're just a stupid white girl you don't get it but at the same point it's like well actually I this is my opinion if you don't like it don't read it simple I had a comment uh, recently that said my last Jedi review was as wet as a soggy biscuit
0: (laughs) and I don't like soggy biscuits
1: exactly and i just said to him well if you i explained my reasoning in my review and said if you don't like it don't read it and he went okay i won't and i was like okay bye
0: <laughs> well that's the end of that one then yeah what
1: was the point in that yeah so did, I,
0: just, just out of interest what was your review of the last jedi
1: um i well to be honest apart from the force awakens rogue one and last jedi i fallen asleep in all the others
0: i'm just gonna hang <laughs> up now
1: <laughs> <laughs> i i said that it was an absolutely stunning movie it was very cleverly shot it was beautiful but it was just too much talking. <laughs> too much talking. <laughs> it was just about, and then Kylo Ren with his top off was not needed. Like no one wants that.
0: <laughs> no, I mean it's it's certainly got a lot of attention, but um I could have done without it.
1: Yeah, and like, I kind of felt um, the only reason I enjoyed kind of enjoyed the Last Jedi, Force Awakens, and Rogue One is because I watched it on the big screen, and I feel if I didn't have the surround sound and the like true color um, look of it and I was watching on, seeing my TV or my laptop, I would have fallen asleep
0: again. <laughs> Hanging up again. <laughs> no, I think, I think you're right that a big screen does add a lot to yeah. uh, those, particularly those kind of films. But, I mean, just, just on, on that note, Netflix is making a big splash now. Whether, whether their films are commercially or critically any good is another story. But are you a fan of this kind of new streaming versus um, cinema war that seems to be going on, or...? Do you, do you like what Netflix is doing?
1: I think people worry about it because it's something new. It's like when <clears throat> people start making money from YouTube and they were becoming influencers. It was like that, like, oh, no, we can't believe Cheryl Cole on the hairspray advert anymore because Zoella says that it's terrible. <laughs> you know, stuff like that. It's something new and different. And I think we've just got to be able to accommodate it. And I'm kind of excited because I do feel that now it's more competition. And so maybe the movies that we see on the big screen will be better and there'll be more thought through and stuff. And things like Justice League won't come out half finished and with terrible CGI. Um, but I, I do enjoy Netflix. I do have a Netflix account, and I do watch um, a few of their movies. But at the same time, I have a Cineworld account as well. I've got an unlimited Cineworld card. Yep. So I am quite happy to go watch movies in the cinema as well as watch it on my sofa. And sometimes there are movies that you think, like The Last Jedi, oh, this is girl terrible on my laptop. I should go and watch it on a big screen. Um, so I don't think that it's a worry. I just think it's something new that people need to get used to. And in, and I also think if people enjoy making films and there are places like Netflix where they could go and pitch stuff and say, look, I need a small budget for this or whatever, then they could go out there and live their dream. And I think that's a good thing.
0: You've just taken the words out of my mouth. I was going to ask, <laughs> as a as somebody who writes screenplays and has an interest in that, Surely, yeah. surely it can only be a good thing if there's an if there's a distributor out there willing to give, you know, put it like unt- untested or sometimes unseasoned writers a chance to get their movie out there. Surely that's a good thing.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think obviously big executive bo bosses are going to be scared of that because they'll be like, oh, well, what if they're better and stuff. But just up your game. I think it's just creating a world where people are able to express who they are and they don't have to go into jobs that they don't want to do and they get to make money through things that they actually enjoy and I think that's just brilliant and I think everyone deserves a chance like you can't you might not be able to go to Hollywood and do a film directing course but you can get a little DSLR camera camera or even your iPhone and make a film be just as good and if you're lucky people will grab hold of it and take it somewhere and I think that's just brilliant I think people are very creative and sometimes the best ideas are overshadowed by Possibly not very good ideas that have million pound budgets, and so I think I think it's nothing but good, and I'm very excited to see the future. Obviously, if you want to talk about Netflix in a bad light, the whole um um oh what is it Death Note movie? Oh yes, we we don't want anything like that.
0: (laughs) Got quite. I don't know if you've watched any of the last few Netflix originals, but I've spoken about them in length. They are on the level of Death Note, so
1: oh god, I
0: wouldn't rush to see Bright. The Cloverfield Paradox. I've you. seen Bright. Did you like it?
1: I didn't think it was as bad as people were saying, but I haven't wrote my review about it yet. I've, I, I'm on a watch ban right now because I've got so many backlogs of reviews to write because I'm just lazy. Um, I watched Bright and um, it's very on the nose with what it's trying to pass off yes. about the whole racism and stuff, but it wasn't the most terrible thing. What I describe it as, is, it's a typical typical American comedy. Where you have two people talking funny and that's it. You know, there's no real comedy in it, but. Going back just...
0: and forwards in a car.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like if you think about Edgar Wright again, he makes comedy out of moving objects and um, symmetry and stuff, whereas with this, it's literally just talking. And if you just ignore the last bit with the wand and the fairies and stuff and all that. That's it no, won't happen. Most of the film. Yeah. Well,
0: I'm, I'm glad to find somebody who didn't think it was that bad. In terms of Death Note, yeah, I. I... I was hoping to never mention Death Note on this show, but you pulled it up. But uh, yeah, no, Death Note is worse than Bright. I'll, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll give you that. So, um, Well, I think that's that for this episode of the What I Watched Tonight show. Thank you so much for coming on today, Shona. I really appreciate it.
1: That's okay. Thank you for having me.
0: No problem. Where can the world find you on the interweb?
1: Um, I have, obviously, my website, which is movingpicturereview.com. Then there's also my Twitter, which is um, at Shona underscore Harding. And that's the same for my Instagram. And I also have a Facebook page, um, but they're all linked onto my website anyway. So if you just go to com, you'll find it all there.
0: Awesome. Everyone go check that out and the great work that Shona puts out because as we've mentioned a few times, it, it, they're, they're honest reviews. They're not sugar-coated and they're not always the public opinion just to get a few more thumbs up. Um, yeah. So do go check those out. So once again, thank you so much for coming on. Thank, thank you. Thank you everybody for listening. And until next time, See
1: ya. logging.